Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I'm Courtney Robertson, and I was the most notorious villain in Bachelor history. A lot has changed since then. I got married, and I'm a mom to two amazing kids. Every week, I'm going to be talking to other reality stars about what happens when the cameras stop rolling, and you have to figure out what to do after reality. Hi, I'm your host, Courtney Robertson. Welcome to After Reality, formerly known as Off Contract. Just a quick rebrand, a spring break, and I am ready to rock. Got some great guests for you this season. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks for hanging in there with me. All right. So welcome back to After Reality. I'm your host, Courtney Robertson. And today's guest I am honored to have. He has been somewhat low profile in Bachelor Nation. He is a Bachelor season, uh, I'm sorry, Bachelorette season 11 ring winner, if that's even what they, they call it these days. He was engaged for three years before they split in 2018. It's Sean Booth. He's a fitness trainer. He's a gym owner in Nashville, and he is a podcast host of In the Booth. Let's bring him in. How you doing, dude? I'm doing good. Quite the uh, intro. I, always, oh. uh, I never know what to say when people say the winner, the winner right. of the, it's, it's a weird thing, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel yeah, I was uh, the ring winner and I'm like, did I really win? <laughs> yeah. Oh, but um anyway, I'm honored to have you. I you I haven't heard you on a ton of Bachelor Nation podcasts, so I'm I'm so happy to have you. Have you just been like turning down interviews left and right for years? Uh yeah, pretty much. <laughs> kind of got into that world and then got out of that world and I do some interviews every now and then and just talking about it more and launching my podcast has been so much fun. Um, but yeah, for me, it was just, I, I loved the experience. I loved um, after the show, but I kind of wasn't quite fulfilled with like the Bachelor Nation, the Bachelor World. So I kind of went off and, and used that platform to do what I want to do and what made me feel good, I guess. Hey, I did the same thing for a while. I just kind of disappeared, put my head in the sand and, you know, it's like, you want to get back to like normal life. Um, So I have to tell the quick backstory. We met one time, it was right after your season 
And I think you must have been there filming uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Okay. Did you do that with Chris Harrison? I did Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yeah, in Vegas. Oh, okay. So for, oh, you know thought, what? You were doing press. Good America? Yes. Yes, yeah. it had to have been. So I flew in to do Chris Harrison was filming in New Jersey, um, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? So like, there obviously we have a lot in common. There's like a very small percentage of people that have gone through this process and then, like we said, won it. And right. I'm walking in Times Square. I'm like put up in a hotel near there and I see you. And this is like the worst place for yeah. you to be after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I remember that. You must have just been getting stopped left and right. And I was like, okay, this is so weird that I'm just like running to them, you know, running into you and your ex fiance at the time. So I have a picture of it. I have to send it to you. Nice. I got a picture with you and you look so tall. How tall are you? You're like towering um, over me. Six, two, six, three, right around there. Six, two and a half. We'll go with. Okay. Well, yeah. I say round up to six, three. When I was single and dating, I'd always, that was my first question I would ask is how tall are you? Cause I'm pretty, that's I'm like five, nine. Yeah. So that's the, the key thing, right? I feel like all women need that like six foot or higher. Yes. Yes. Like when I met my husband, I'm like, how tall I, I showed up to so many dates and the guy was like way shorter than me. And I was like, mm. so I'm just need to start asking people, how tall are you? It's probably yeah, important to you. You sound like my sister because my sister is probably around your height and she's so picky with guys in general, but it's like, they have to meet a certain height threshold. I'm like, Megan, you're going to miss out on some good guys. You're still single. Like, why don't you try maybe around 5, 10, 5, 11? Yeah. Hey, why not? Just give it a try. I remember one profile I saw, it was like, I'm six feet tall in my Crocs. Yeah, we go. I, like I was that. like, well, he's got a personality. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So we're recording this at uh, 9 a.m. your time. It's a little earlier for me. So what, what do you do? What's the first thing you do in the morning? What's your day been like already? So my day, I get up at usually 4.18. I set oh. two rooms, one for 4.18, one for 4.20. Um, don't very ask specific. why. <laughs> yeah, very specific. I'm like crazy with even numbers too, but I never will wake up at like 4 or 4.30. It's got to be like somewhere in between. Um, and the first thing I do is I take an ice bath, which... <gasps> Is like the huge craze right now, but I've been doing it every day for the past year. And it's just something that wakes me up, gets me going. And then, you know, kind of sit down, write to write my to-do list for the day. And the morning time for me is like my personal time where I'm not getting calls, texts, emails. So I enjoy it. And it's probably my favorite part of the day, but I like to get a lot of stuff done before I go into work and um we have our first class at our gym here in nashville around 5 30. i'm not here every morning but some mornings i am some mornings i coach um yeah so in the morning it's getting up getting that routine ready and then obviously hanging out with my dog walter and then throughout mm. it's kind of all random stuff walter is the most adorable he's like right out of central casting Let's get them in a commercial. So from 4.18 to being at the gym at 5.30, how long are you soaking in that ice water? Three minutes. I go for three minutes and then I'm good to go. Ooh, I want to try that. I feel like that's everybody's talking about it. And it's they say it's really good for your hair, by the way. Ice water makes it very shiny. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know it had hair benefits. It does. It's so are you putting ice in the tub? or? So I have like this ice bath tub that's in my tub in one of my bathrooms so it's just filled and i fill it every week and then throw ice in there every morning and 
I used to just do the ice showers and then I work my way to the bath now. It's a very tough thing. Like I love doing it for the mental benefits of like, you know, talking to yourself and then doing something super challenging in the morning because it like never gets better, never gets easier. <laughs> you just have to like force yourself to do it. And then once you do it, obviously you get like a dopamine rush and you feel good physically, but it's like, all right, we're off and running. Here we go. Let's get this day going. Awesome. Do you drink coffee? I do. Just got some right here. Up, oh, same. Thing. Yeah. What do you got in the cup? It's just coffee, black. I don't do black. sugar or cream. Right. What about you? How do you have your yeah. coffee? Uh, Americano, espresso, ice, and water. And that's it. Black. Straight up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, let's flash back. How did you end up on The Bachelorette? Did you apply? I have to ask some batch questions. Yeah, of course. Um, I went out on Broadway. It's this street here in Nashville, Tennessee. It's a wild strip of honky tonks and anybody can imagine went out with two of my buddies and it was like a tuesday night and we were walking down the road and we went into this place i always talk about it's, it's called honky tonk central and there were <laughs> oh, dang. Uh, women everywhere like good looking females throughout the entire bar first floor second floor third floor and we're like what the heck's going on and it was casting for the bachelor so we had all these oh. girls that were trying to get on The Bachelor, and we went up to the top floor. We're having drinks, and it's probably around midnight or so, and there was a producer or the casting lady came up to me and asked me if I wanted to sit down and interview, and I said no. So I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. I've been drinking all night, <laughs> um, and she actually knew my buddy that I was with. Anyways, fast forward probably six to eight months. I'm driving down the highway from my normal job and I got a phone call from an LA number and it was the casting lady who had gotten my information from my buddy. Oh, and she said, thanks, dude. <laughs> yeah, she said, we're coming to Nashville next week. We'd love to meet you at this hotel and um, just talk with you. And I was like, all right, let's do it. And then, then the rest is history. Happened, yeah. Happened all very fast. I remember watching your season and being like, that's it. from night one. I was like, it's him. Like, I yeah. feel like, by the way, you have a great podcast voice. You, you have a nice voice. Um, Just had to throw that in there. But I was, wa I watched your season and yeah. I remember thinking it's him. Like I knew from just night one, like, yeah. So I it feel was... like they probably expedited your casting. Like they, they had their eyes on you for sure. Yeah. I don't know with the casting, but <laughs> I I look back at it too because um, going into that first night, you know how you do interviews with them in the hotel. Oh yeah, like figure out your personality, and I remember them talking to me a lot about like you know fitness, and they I think they wanted me to be this big like fitness buff who was gonna you know kind of get in fights, and they would always ask me like, what would you do in this situation? What would you do in that situation? So I don't really know how they thought I was going to fit into it, but I, I do remember after that first night, everything like changed dramatically. Like I knew, I felt like I was going to end up with her just because of the immediate connection. Um, but I also think the perception of everybody else too changed. Well, and that same, same for me, I was like, I'm, I had my purse on me night one. I was like, if I don't like this guy, 
I'm gone. And they're like, Courtney, you're walking around the mansion with your purse on. Like, I'm like, well, if I need to go, you know, I was very hesitant to do it. Like I, I just hated that feeling of being trapped, you know, you're on other people's time. Very hard, very hard for me. So, wow. That's a, that's an interesting story. Did they ever approach you to be the bachelor or, I mean, to me, you're a shoe in or bachelor in paradise. I don't know that. I mean, you were, I don't know if I could see you in paradise, but did they ever approach you? No, I've never talked to them about it. I think they know. Shocking to me. No, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm I would fit their mold of what they're looking for. Um, I think I had a very wild experience on that show with uh, with Caitlin, the producers. I mean, it was a very um, emotional up and down ride like most people go through. But um, yeah, it was. I don't know if they would be able to get me. I don't know how to say this the right way. Like um, if they called you up tomorrow and they said, Hey, we're considering you to be the bachelor. Would you be open to it? Or was no. it a hard no? Okay. Yeah. It'd be a hard no. And I think they know that. I think they, kn- you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you, you I think I can read the room, <laughs> not read the room, but maybe I wouldn't do some of the things that they needed. You I, I don't do. know. I don't know how to word it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they need you to be up for certain things to do certain things throughout that show. And I don't know if I would, if I'd be up to playing the games. Yeah. For lack oh, of better. That makes total sense. Would you do be open to other reality shows? Like uh, anything? Yeah, I'd be open to other reality shows. Um, the world needs more Sean Booth. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Maybe like competition shows. Oh my God, do be a shoe in. You would. Physical be, competitions, maybe. Yeah. You'd be the winner, uh, winner, chicken dinner. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about the love shows. I mean, what about you? What about your experience? Tell me about your experience. So my experience, I was obviously, he picked me, but they also, I was the villain of my season. So I was really probably one of the, I think Michelle Money was the villain. I don't know if she won her season, but I left filming in Switzerland, engaged, happy. And then the show started playing out and like, we were both a little shocked that like I, and I hate to blame the edit, but yeah. And I've t- I just interviewed with Chris Harrison last week. I talked about it a little bit, but um I was too trusting <laughs> of yeah. the producers. I got exactly. myself and so I was like became a comedian in the interview rooms and yeah. um it was I never watched the season back until I wrote my book and I was shocked at just like how they got me with the voiceovers and yeah, it's crazy. They, they cut copy, you know, slice, but like here's the thing, like Alon was coaching me. I went to the after the final rose. I was probably one of the only ring winners to do that. They wanted me to apologize to the girls, like very coached. Like we need you to go up there and say that you were insecure. And this is why there was a narrative that they were pushing on me. So Mm. I just think like in this podcast is called after reality, (laughs) because it's really hard to figure out like how to navigate the media and everything after that. And I was really just like kind of a one man army. To be, yeah. to be quite honest. I think that kind of is, is what I'm trying to say too, is I feel like when you go in there, you're so vulnerable, you're open and you don't really have any clue how it all works. Right. You're just yeah. like, you don't know how the sausage cool. is made. Like, yeah, exactly. And like, oh yeah. Okay. I'll say this and do that. So I think by the end of it, I was just so, I had no trust in anybody there. No trust in the producers. I didn't trust anybody. And then watching it all back that confirmed kind of my suspicions. And so when I say 
they would never ask me because I don't think I could be coached anymore and I wouldn't be coached where I'd be like, no, I am not doing that or I did not feel like that and it'd be tough. Yeah, you know, and they, they kind of need somebody to say like, okay, yes. jump and they're like, how high? Okay, do you want me to do a splits? Do you want me to do some jumping jacks too? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, how do you how do you feel about it all today? Like I, I listened to your podcast, which is incredible in the booth, by the way, I'm so excited that you're doing this because you've Thank kind you. of been low profile. Yeah. Um, and I know it's a fine dance to like, this is how people found you. Right. But like right. to talk about it. And like, like you said, you kind of went away for a while Yeah. Um, because it can be a little bit vapid and social it's media tough. ass. It's tough to navigate like yeah. your own personal piece. Right. So, how, you know, and touching back on your season. So I wanted to say there was a girl on my season who was awful to me, but yeah. they, it didn't air. It didn't play out the way I thought it would. And right. I ended up, I was left holding the, the bag of shit, so to speak. And right. I know you had beef with Nick Vial, that little yeah. weasel. Ugh, I mean, I've asked him to come on my podcast so many times and he said, yes. And then he ghosted yeah. me. But was there ever, uh, for instance, that like something happened where he really rubbed you the wrong way, but like the the viewers didn't see it? Um, I think that was, again, me kind of playing into what I thought people wanted and wanted to see. Like I knew that Caitlin was my girl for lack of better oh, terms. And I knew that- It just that gave I'm me goosebumps. <laughs> um, and I knew that I was going to end up with her. I just knew it. And I'm not trying to sound cocky or whatever. No. Just, that's how it was. That's, that's how I happened. felt about Ben, my bachelor. Yeah. I was like, whatever. Yeah. Like, So I knew that. And I knew they also had a good feeling. And they brought him in to kind of stir the pot. So um, I knew it was playing out as this kind of rivalry. And I was told throughout the entire thing, you know, nobody's ever stood up to him. Nobody liked him last season. All he does is try and mess with people and all this. And I'm like, all right, you know, here I am. I'm going to be the one who rides away with the girl, takes down the villain, stands up for all the guys in the house, stands up for all the guys last year. And I'm like, not going to take any of his crap. And it really didn't end up playing out like that. <laughs> where I was just like, oh, crap. Um, <laughs> You're like, left holding I mean, the bag. Yeah, like so. I mean, at every single point throughout that, whether I was like sitting in the airport and it's, there's no cameras and it's just producers and they're like, "Oh man, I can't stand that Nick guy." And I feel like they were just like feeding me stuff. Like oh, they did that with me too. Yeah, they would be saying to me like, "The girls are all talking smack about you. You have yeah. to start." And like, I think that that's something that the listeners should know as well because it's frustrating right you live with that after yeah. the fact and it's like yeah. you see this reaction out of you and right but, but the whole it's you know i feel like he's in some way like a protected player because he would do anything that they wanted him to do right yeah and he would be somebody that you know he was obviously the bachelor and, and that was you know like i said he could probably be coached a little bit more um and yeah like watching it back and then i'm like damn like that sucked. That was stupid. You know, like there was things I wish I'd done probably, I don't say differently because I got the results and it ended up the way I wanted to. You got the girl uh, and I followed you guys on Instagram yeah. after that. And I remember she famously got, she kind of got black sheeped for a bit too because she leaked it on Snapchat. Oopsie doopsie. Yeah. 
yeah. but that now was a, that was a complete blunder like that was not people thought that was on purpose that i assure you that <laughs> was not on purpose it was one of the most stressful 48 hours ever like because you know how snapchat's get, tricky yeah you get to you could see, get really in trouble there <laughs> yeah for sure but you get to see the your significant other right after the show because the happy to, couples i wanted to ask you about that time how great is that time when you're on like abc's dime you can go to these like nice places and yeah. pull up for like two what two or three days yeah it'd be like two or three days and this was one of our happy couple weekends and we had just um they bring you in in separate cars they bring you in under different names alias what was like, your name do you remember yeah, I was Eric. She was Ariel, oh. like a little mermaid. So they, the driver would pick me up at my house and be like, Eric, and I'd be like, yep, that's me. Um, and that's then once him. you get to the house, it's like you only have, you know, a few days and they just stock the house up with booze and oh. food. And they're like, have fun. Right. <laughs> just got into the house. So this is why it was very like uh, tough on us because I just got into the house and we're like laying in bed and she was snapping one of the producers todd snyder because uh, todd was my producer and people she, love to see that yeah she was just snapping him being like check it out like having a good time and i literally um it goes out to the world i get not... out of bed <laughs> I, I stand up out of the bed i look at my phone and my phone is just all these notifications and i go on twitter and my face is just on all of Twitter, like trending, me in bed with her, and I'm like, oh my god, I was. Shit just hit. I thought head. I was gonna throw up because I thought that <laughs> I did it, so I was like hunched over the bed. I was like, babe, I did something really bad, and she's like yelling. She's like, what'd you do? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Everybody has this picture, and she's like, delete it. And I go on my Snapchat, and I'm like, it's not on there. And then she's like, oh my god, and I'm like, it's it was on me. yours. <laughs> and then she pulled it up, and there was like thousands of people who saw it she posted it on her story by mistake instead of sending it to the producer oh. and she had no clue it wasn't intentional no it wasn't and then immediately <laughs> she just uh we got calls from the producers and they're like we're picking you up you're leaving we're flying you party's to over party's over and i had to drive um in a car overnight and to go to the vegas airport because they didn't want me to be seen at the la airport it was a whole big thing Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Did you hit the slots? I didn't. I was just like... You were probably like, what is this? I'm frazzled. I I had to drive six hours and then literally overnight... From like until five in the morning, then I'd sit in the airport and then fly back to Nashville. They came up with this whole plot on how to try and hide it from the public and make it look like she was in Chicago, make it look like I, I remember in- that. Like it, it was like, but people could read the tea, you yeah. know, through it. Like it was pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. So that's but- what also kind of, <laughs> we always said that kind of um, hurt our story, love story on playing out for TV because before that, you know, producers were like, it's going to be magical. It's going to be lovely. But then after that happens, they even said they have to make it look like that she doesn't end up with me anymore. Cause all of America thinks that I was with her mm-hmm. because of that Snapchat. So the edits, I mean, started changing pretty rough. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I... So I was... Wow. That's really interesting, Sean. Yeah, that didn't rough. do you any favors because they were probably, you know, they have this machine. They put a lot of money into travel and this and paying everybody. And if it doesn't, that was like a huge, I hate to say breach, but kind of like. Oh, it was. Yeah. She was getting uh, threatened that they were going to sue her. I think it was like $5 million or something like that. Oh, something she... crazy. Wow, wow. Yeah. They were very, very upset. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I was like, hey. You know what? It got the whole world talking about The Bachelorette on a Friday night for the entire weekend, and our ratings were incredible. So I think that that helped. Oh, you've got a good spirit about it, but and that sucks that they cut you off of your. It's like, what are they going to do now? Like, you know, oh mm-hmm. man. Well, so I know you recently talked about. You can gloss over it if you want. Yesterday's podcast of yours, you actually opened up about the ending of the relationship, which for me it was really brutal when I went through mine. I moved yeah. on right away. I actually yeah. started dating R.A. Leindyke, yeah. um, like very, very quickly after our engagement publicly ended. Right. And navigating dating after that was really tricky for me. But um, and looking back, I wish my bachelor and I would have like set some parameters like of like, mm-hmm. OK, we're not going to you know, I wrote a tell all book about my experience, which he wasn't happy about. But I will say a few years later, we didn't talk for years. We ended up meeting up and just kind of burying the hatchet and like we're we're cordial now, which is really great. But with these long, you know, like podcasts now and these formats, like things come up. Like I just recently hosted a group date, um, which was really fun to be on the other end of it with Lotto and Victoria Fuller for The Bachelor. Totally different experience, Sean. If they ever invite you to come back, come back. Like you would be great on like a fitness date, like you, yeah. it's a totally different experience, but anyway, I gave him a heads up like, Hey, I just saw the screener and they showed our skinny dipping scene. And he's like, thanks for the heads up. Like he has a yeah. girlfriend, he's moved on. And, right. but it's, it is a tricky thing to navigate, like how much you want to share. Um, but I feel like you've been high road person with your breakup. Like you, Thank you. yeah. And I, I really, you know, I wish I would have been a little bit more high road at times to be quite mm-hmm. honest. Um, yeah. but you said something really interesting to me. You said the word ultimatum in your last podcast. And you said, 
that she accidentally sent you a text um, to your phone after you broke up that was meant to be for her now fiance. Um, I just was curious if you wanted to touch on that at all, or if you just want to leave it, that's okay too. Um, yeah, no, I think my co-host there. That was like a look into like, cause you were so private. You just made your announcement. And like, I remember thinking like what, you know, and she's talked about it. I listened to her podcast for years that like, it was very tumultuous at the end and, um, people want to know those things, but you've been so private and close to the vest, which is, and maybe you want to keep it there. Yeah. It's, um, I think, you know, I appreciate you saying taking the high road. That's, um, sometimes the high road is not the easiest road to take. Um, sometimes it's very difficult. You want to scream from the top of the mountain of things that have happened, things, uh, the, the truth of things. And, um, I feel like that doesn't really help anybody. It just kind of keeps people talking. And, um, I feel like there's never a winner with that when you start, you know, kind of putting out your side, you know, I will say there's always two sides to everything and you can't, um, judge a person and, and you don't know what they're going through. So that was, that was very difficult. Um, after that breakup, cause I knew everything with the Jason and Caitlin thing when it wasn't public, um, it was just, uh, which was gotta be like, a. I remember I got a call from Ben, like he saw a picture, paparazzi picture surface of me and Ari and he was livid. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's so in your face, it's so public and it, it, it's gotta hurt. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Um, for sure. But that's like when I was saying on my podcast that. I was able to get through everything at once. Like it all kind of just like, like a bandaid, like a waxing. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And I'm not saying by any means, I'm not playing a victim. And I'm like, I'm, I was not perfect in that relationship. And we both had our faults and we both could have been better with a lot of stuff in that relationship. Um, I just didn't, you know, think the way it was handled at the end was, um, right. Or, I don't want to use the word fair, but everybody kind of has their own way of moving on and dealing with issues. She dealt with it one way. I dealt with it a different way. I know she's been very public about our relationship and has talked about it many times and has said uh, a million things, some things that aren't accurate. That's just mm-hmm. the facts. Um, so when I, said on my podcast, you know, I reached out to her because I was finally just like, hey. I think that was really good of you. Yeah, I was just like, can you please like stop? Like, I hope everything's going well. But again, I get messages from the tabloids every few months. It's like, do you have a response to comment, uh, Caitlin's comment? And I'm like, you know, or people send me articles. I'm like, you know, why? It's it's four or five years later. She's got a fiance and why are you talking negatively about this or saying that? Um, because you could do the same thing and then it's tit exactly. tat and then it's like clickbait. And I hate what? to say it, like that's why it was so good for me to actually see Ben face to face and kind of put a bow on it and like come see eye to eye. But when he started like hanging out with Chris Jenner, I mean, I, I wish I could tell you it gets better, but I still to this day get asked about him. And yeah. when I got engaged, he got calls from the media. How do you feel about Courtney's engagement and babies? But yeah. when I had my babies, he congratulated me. And it yeah. was like, it was really nice to like have that conversation. Um, but like he was hanging out with Chris Jenner and I was getting 
hounded by the media. Like, what do you think of this? Like, everybody just wants that like headline, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's all clickbait. And it makes you feel kind of icky. Yeah, I mean, the whole, listen, I think the whole Bachelor world made me feel really icky for Same. a long time. Like, in a lot of... Um, Aspects of your I, life, I'm sure. Yeah, but that's why I feel like I've seen people just get ruined by it, and I'm just like... Not for me. You know, not today, was, Satan. Yeah, not today, Satan. It, it's insane. It's a, it's a pretty sick world at the core of it. It really is, and it's for... It can be a bit I, rotten. I get it though. It's for, it's a business. Like if you can sit there and recognize that it's hundred percent of business, then I get a lot of it. Like I understand, you know, for me to go on that show and then end up with Caitlin be like, Oh my God, this is like, hopefully it just looks like the perfect love story. And hopefully you guys, you know, help us out and support us. I was crazy naive for thinking that because we're, I was the same way, Sean. Yeah. Because you have your personal feelings. You had your heart out there. It's your art. I was the villain. They made me look like a meanie. Yeah. And when I watched your season, though, I thought you just had confidence. I was like, look at this guy. He's like, I felt like you were top tier as far as like contestants go. So I was like, wow, like he is a shoe in for The Bachelor. And but let's switch gears. How's the old love life today? How's how's dating been like after reality TV? Any? any, Yeah. uh, Yeah. Dating's uh, is good. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good. Yeah. Hitting the streets. What is that street you called? Hitting the streets. Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. Dating after the Bachelorette was always kind of a, a wild, weird thing, too. Um, I know. Yeah. How was that? Like DMs galore. Did you have any celebrities slide in? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course you did. Did you ever connect with anybody? Because I did. I dated a couple celebrities that hit me up after the show. Yeah. Who, who was that? I can't say that here, Sean. Yeah, you think I'm gonna say that? You won't even <laughs> okay. say it on your own show. <laughs> I'm a married woman. Yeah, you can't talk about it then. I can't um, talk about it. 
Yeah, I mean, you get hit up from all angles after you go on that show, right? It's, it's wild. I always say the guys especially get it better. Like, I'm like, the guys coming off the yeah. show, especially the ones that didn't win, I'm like, they probably get more ass than a toilet seat. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if yeah, you I mean, want to. Because it's all females that watch the show, right? And then it's like their husbands or, or boyfriends. So you got to think about <laughs> it. Like, my, my social media following is 96% females. No way. Yeah, that's, you know, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. <laughs> so your DMs are heavy, heavy on the uh, DMs. But you're super um, private. Have you had another relationship that you've just kept under your hat since Caitlin? Or have you just been yeah, oh, yeah. focused? Sure. I've, dated, I've dated a lot after the show, but I've, I've, I've been very private about it. Um, Excellent. That's really there's, cool. Yeah, because I think I was very... Um, scarred by the show and i think that it put a ton of pressure on our relationship and everybody wanted to know your relationship and taking pictures uh, of you in public which is a weird thing yeah and then also like having to you know give off not or perform in front of you know like social media it's like if you looked at me and Caitlin's social media, everything was great. We're having yeah, you were a big wine guy. You were a big this yeah, guy. Big guy. Now like, she's like branded that into like, you know, I was exactly. like, that's Sean's thing. I remember when that <laughs> yeah. happened and I was like, eh. yeah, but you're that's right. Of course. Yeah. Um, you should do that. You should take that. Yeah. But you never know what's going on behind closed doors too, you know? And oh, I like, know. It's not like it was terrible, but I'm just saying to put a relationship out there. Now I'm like, I look at anybody's relationship on social media. I'm like, I don't know if I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know right. if I believe you're happy. Your highlight reel. Well, especially when you know what goes on behind closed doors. And yeah. I think it's definitely, you know, a highlight reel. And that's why I wanted to have people on my show and like even motherhood. I'm a mom of two. I'm having, yeah, I awesome. just had big kid problems on. She's in Nashville. Sarah okay. Merrill Hall, she's hilarious. Nice. And by the way, she told me about barn water. What are you barn guys drinking out there in Nashville? I never had heard of it. It's like a drink. It's yeah. an alcohol drink. I don't know. I was like, I'm in Arizona. But anyway, so um, let's talk about your podcast before I let you go. Um, so what wanted why did you start it? I mean, it's you've been yeah. kind of low profile, and I'm so proud of you that you're doing yeah. this. Thank you. No, I've uh, I've loved every second of it. It's something I've wanted to do for a while now, but I'm also somebody who doesn't want to like hop on a trend. So I'm like, I feel yeah. like everybody and their mother has a podcast and and their mother's brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was also I didn't want to be just like another bachelor guy who's got a podcast. So I wanted to make sure it was like the right timing and, and when I felt comfortable and um, just went for it and having a blast with it so far honestly the response to it has been amazing better than i thought it would be it's um something that's challenging which i like right it's i love having conversations with interesting people and hearing the background and stories of other people so we're talking to all different types of people on that show we've had on sean johnson like talking about her olympic gold medal experience and wow. Walker Hayes from going from working at Costco to being on the top of the charts with billboards. Um, oh, so I love those feel good stories. It's also motivating for yeah, the listeners. Exactly. Like, oh my God, maybe it helps one person. I know I hate to say that's always very cliche, but yeah, having fun doing it. Exactly. I love finding motivating stories and I love being able to talk about life. It gets me away from 
uh, the craziness of my business, which is growing the gym. So I like that. And it's also good to open up about some stuff, right? Because I've had a, a pretty wild life. And but like you were saying earlier, it's tough to kind of find that fine line. Of it's a fine line of about. not the ick, like not yeah. oversharing. So not will you be talking about The Bachelor? Do you watch it anymore? Will you be talking, touching on it here and there? It sounds like you're going to kind of have some great little Easter eggs, which I love a good Easter egg hunt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll be sprinkling some bachelor stuff in there. Cause again, Amazing. like we were talking about yesterday is that, you know, obviously my following comes from there. So it'd be crazy for me not to talk about it. So I do like sharing stories. Um, it's, it's hilarious though, because I, I didn't forget how passionate, passionate. fans are. Oh my gosh. So I posted that like teaser yesterday and it's like, you know, I haven't said anything about my ex and that relationship. I've never opened up about it. And I basically talk about it briefly on my podcast and tease it. And it's just like, whoa, everybody out of the woodworks coming back. You know, you got the Karens from Oklahoma. Oh. He's got an opinion and just like, I'm like, man. It's wild. Like simmer down. I would just like, don't read the comments. I'm sure it's I, all positive too, because, I, but she's got such a cult following, but here's the thing you do following. too. Like, yeah, no, it's crazy. It's a, a cult following. I just think it's hilarious. I'm like, you guys are trying to tell me, you know, basically that you know more about my that I'm wrong. Right. <laughs> well, you did mention like an ultimatum and I was like, Hmm, that was interesting, but we're no, so I didn't, I didn't say the ultimatum. That oh, was my, okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh. We'll just, uh... I said, I said, um, after I received a text message from Caitlin that was meant to go to Jason and it wasn't the best text message. And it was like right after we broke up. So I've said a million questions and my head was going crazy. Um, I wonder if she'll address that on her podcast. I'm like, was it like racy? Was it flirty? Was it like about you? Yeah. I mean, she talk about it, Maybe I she will. Yeah, I don't know if she will admit what she said, um, but <laughs> you're stretching, Sean. For the people, I don't do audio. I'm comfortable just yeah. saying. Well, we're gonna wrap this. We're no, gonna but... wrap this up. It's all good. I I wanted to ask, would you ever have Nick Bial on your podcast? Yeah, I mean, and that's should like... we call him? I have his number. Should we crank call him? Should we just call him and say, yeah. "Hey, we got uh, Sean Booth here." Yeah, I think that would be a good listen if you could get okay. him on. But I've seen him a bunch since. I mean, we we're fine oh, after. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was uh again, I think that there was things that both of us probably would have agreed that we'd wish we'd handled maybe differently on that show, looking back at it. Um yeah, it's tough to handle. I, I wish I had listened to myself more going on that show and listen to my thoughts and my feelings instead of maybe, you know, going in a direction that somebody else wanted me to. Just going and, with the flow. Yeah. And also at the end of the day though, I'm like, you know, I went on there for Caitlin. I wasn't going to let anything or anybody get in the way. I even said that, you know, there was two bachelorettes there. It was also Brit. I told Brit that I was there for Caitlin and lucky I, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> that was and a weird also, season anyway. I'm like proud of myself because I, you know, put my my heart out there and I went 110% and that's what I'm proud of. So when I think back at it and I'm like, 
don't know if I would have changed anything. It made me grow as a person. I learned a lot from it. And yeah, now I'm excited being able to, to move on. And it's fun to be able to now talk about that experience, having you just to digest it. So that's what and I'm And that's looking. the beauty of it is you guys tried for three years. Like we only were together for a year after our engagement. And I sometimes wish like, should we have tried a little harder? Like, could we have made it work? And I think that's why we kind of came back together to talk things through, which I would highly recommend to a friend, but yeah. that's, that's on you. Um, yeah, we'll talk. I, I even said in my podcast, I, I reached yeah. out there and, and said, Hey, let it's me all good. You're, you yeah. You said you talk. see Jason, like you live in the same yeah. town, like, yeah. Hey, why not? But yeah. I think you have a good head on your shoulders. And I, I would, I did want to ask you, do you have, cause you own your gym. It's called yeah. Booth Camp in Nashville. Yeah. You must have girls that just want to come work out there just to see you. How, how do you navigate that? Uh, I mean, I, I, I think people come here for the workout, which they mm. do a lot of people, you know, it's like, it's such a, it's probably a thing. High, high quality fitness, um, gym. And we've got, you know, 95% of the members here come six, seven days a week. So oh, maybe wow. they're the true. And blue. Open it up. Like, yeah, well, we get some out of towners on the weekends, of course, but 95% of the people come here six, seven days a week. They don't care about yeah. what i've done they're all friends now they're not looking for a deep stretch no squat. <laughs> yeah not looking for a deep stretch um yeah no but it's going great and we're growing like crazy and we got some big announcements about the gym coming up <gasps> soon. Yeah. oh well hey if you ever are in arizona we would love a booth camp here and so maybe i could franchise one or something yeah. uh well Sean, thank you so much for your time. Yeah. Is there any, where can people find you and uh, your, your, uh, your new podcast in the booth? Yeah. Great name. Uh, go check out in the booth. It's on streaming on all platforms. I think we've got a YouTube page as well. And episodes come out every Monday. Then you can find me on social media and then you can find me in Nashville, Tennessee. Ooh, well, I'll be there when I come there. I'm going to look you up. Thank you so right. much. And we'll talk thank to you me. later. I appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Huge thanks to Sean Booth for joining us today. What a stand-up guy. I loved our conversation. I hope you enjoyed. would love to have him back sometime to hear about his dating life and what's cooking for him. Go check out his podcast in the booth. I'll make sure those are in the show notes. I did want to call Nick Vial. I've been trying to get him on the podcast, so why don't we do it right now? I'll leave him a voicemail. See if he answers. I'm sorry, the person you are trying to reach has a voicemail box that has not been set up yet. Please try your call again later. Goodbye. Oh, Chihuahua. Okay, well, we'll keep after that. Um, it was good to hear that uh, Sean has no hard feelings. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed. Next week, we've got a great guest for you, so stay tuned. Adios.